Welcome to the Can I Pick Your Brain podcast, where successful entrepreneurs get their brains picked so you can apply mindset tricks and game-changing tactics that will help you become unstoppable. Now, here's your host, Daniel Geffen. Hi, fellow listeners, and welcome to episode 43 of Can I Pick Your Brain? Today, I'll be picking the brain of Nathan Chan. Nathan is the founder of Founder Magazine, a top-rated digital magazine for young, aspiring entrepreneurs. Some of the people Nathan has had featured include Sir Richard Branson, Tony Robbins, Tim Ferriss, among many others. He is also a fellow podcast host, although I personally think my show is way better. Nathan, welcome to the show, and thanks for letting me pick your brain. <laughs> You're most welcome, Daniel. Uh, yeah. It's an absolute honor to be here, my man. I tell you, you know, I say that, but I actually haven't listened to, to an episode yet of yours, which I desperately need to do. Oh, man, it's all good. No <laughs> stress at all. Especially before I make a claim like that. <laughs> you now, no stress man now i have to say I'm, I'm i'm actually quite jealous of you uh some of the big names you've had um and you've attracted to get onto your show um and i want to get into that but before we do can you tell us a little bit about who you are and, and what's your background nathan yeah sure thing so uh i started founder uh march 2013 uh didn't know anything about apps didn't know anything about magazines, uh, didn't know anything about publishing, uh, editorial, design, anything about business or startups. In fact, um, wow. this is my first serious business. I never run a business before and uh, I started it um, pretty much because I felt that there wasn't really a publication in the space that I could personally relate to and um, – yeah, I was also, you know, doing work that wasn't really fulfilling me. So I went down this, uh, I went down this path of of launching this uh, digital magazine. And uh, you know, three and a half years later, here we are. Our content is consumed uh, by a million plus every single month, and uh, we've got a team of of seven full time. And um, yeah, we're we're uh, having a lot of fun, and this has been an amazing journey so far. So that's me in a nutshell, man. Wow, that's, I mean, that's pretty cool. You have over a million um, people consuming your content every month. Yeah. All right. Is that all free? Uh, is that free or do they have to pay for that? Oh, no, no. It's, it's across the podcast, our blog, our newsletter, our social. Yeah. So, so where does the revenue come from then? I mean, if you're, if you're giving out all this free content. So we have... The magazine, which is a paid subscription, then we also have a few other areas of premium content. So we have this membership site called Founders Club, which <laughs> is uh, doing really well, and then we also have uh, a few courses. Cool. So you're doing basically the subscription to the magazine. That's one revenue stream. Then you've got the Founders Club, the private membership. That's another revenue stream, and then you've got the um what did you say again? What was the third one? Was the oh, we 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 got courses. Courses, that's right. Yeah, the online yeah. courses. So, so yeah, so we got a combination of of free content and premium content, but ninety nine percent of our content is free. So let me ask you this question, which I think a lot of our listeners, you know, who have 
sort of wanted to build a subscription-based model because, and I want to get into this with you today because I've built a, a subscription-based model myself. I run a virtual office company in the UK, which pretty much runs itself now. And it's, it's again, subscription-based. I also have a few other subscription-based businesses. And, and personally, you know, my advice to anyone starting a business usually uh, especially if I'm mentoring them is to to somehow build some sort of a subscription based business so that way you can you can really scale it and you don't have to be involved um, as much in the business as you would in a, in a typical uh, non-subscription based business plus you earn money while you sleep or when you go on holiday which is always great um, but my <laughs> question my question I guess to you is how do you manage to charge a subscription fee when there's so much free content out there on the web and in fact you just said it yourself 99% of your your content is free so why would someone pay yeah that's a great question I guess because our stuff is good <laughs> <laughs> um, you know I think there's a lot of beauty in uh, having a, a magazine. Um, there's a lot of beauty in in, in creating premium-based content plays as well. I guess one thing that we do quite well for the premium content that we do put together, whether it's you know our recurring offerings or our courses, is it's all packaged together. It's packaged together. Every single one of those offerings that I just spoke about. Uh, packaged together in you know in a very beautiful way, which is concise, which gets you a result. So, for example, um, you know one of one of our you know one of our plays is is with the magazine. That's a that's a front end based. You know that's the face of the business, and you know it's two ninety nine a month or twenty one ninety nine a year, and. You know, with magazines, you know they're they're either free or they're either paid. And you know, we've interviewed some of the the most successful entrepreneurs of our generation. So that first of all builds ridiculous amounts of trust because, mm-hmm. you know, not you know not all magazines, entrepreneurship or startup based magazines, um, have the caliber of entrepreneurs that we feature. And then the second piece of that is we constantly give people a free trial or. A um, you know a taste tester. So for the magazine, you know we've got the free Richard Branson issue. People can check it out before they decide to buy it, and if they really like it, well then that's kind of the next step. Same with um, you know our club. We have a uh, you know we have a, a seven dollar trial, which is next to nothing. And if people really like, it, and we've got so much cool stuff going on inside there, it's all packaged together really well and well executed. And it's still a work in progress. There's still a lot of room to move around making that an even better product than what it is. Um, you know, if people like it, they they stay. If they don't, they can leave. Um, that, and that's fine too. That's So that's for our recurring pieces. For our courses, you know, we put together, you know, amazing guides or amazing blog posts. That it, and our content is like a lot of our free stuff so good that we could charge for it. Um, you know, it's just it's just really highly valuable stuff, um, and that's yeah. Does that answer your question, man? Yeah, I mean, pretty much. The, but just to get clear as well for those listening, this magazine is not it's not a print magazine; it's a digital magazine. You can only view it online, right? Correct. Okay, and they're paying that two ninety nine a month for access to this to this mag- online magazine. Yeah, every month. Very cool. And I think it, it just to just to get clear, what you were saying is the reason why people are paying for something like that when they could 
technically go out and, and search for it online because there's so much out there is essentially you are putting it all in one place so they don't have to spend hours and hours trolling the internet looking for you know what you know what you've essentially put into one into one package does that make sense yeah, hundred percent. There's a lot of noise out there, um, yeah. and it's very difficult to know what to trust. And if you can save people time, and you can be a trusted resource, people are prepared to pay for premium content. Uh, Steve Jobs uh, proved this with apps. You know, you look mm -hmm. at um, all the apps in the App Store. There's you know people pay for apps, which is you know these little games. But there's plenty of free games too. You know what I mean? Right. So right. yeah, um, yeah. How many, by the content. way, how many of your subscribers are, are paid? How many, how many paid subscribers do you currently have? So we have 20,000 monthly readers. And, and just to get an idea, how many subs, uh, free subscribers do you have? <sighs> Off the top of my head, couldn't tell you not sure what would you say roughly as in a percentage wise of the f of everybody coming on to you you know you said you have about a million a month right so how what would be the percentage of people actually paying paid users oh okay so when i said a million a month i meant across all of our content platforms okay. we definitely don't have a million uh consuming the magazine every month no so i would say that we get Ooh, roughly about a 10 to 15 percent conversion for people that download the magazine every 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 time they download so for out of you know if a hundred people download 10 mm -hmm. would convert and yeah that's that pretty good your question uh, no that's yeah. pretty good that's pretty good and um do you have like a high burn rate or are you finding that people are, are happy to continue paying a subscription fee Yeah, look, people are happy to pay, but definitely, um, we definitely do get drop off for sure. Like that's that's natural within any subscription business, right? I can tell you for the club though, we know our numbers pretty well. For the club, we have five percent month on month churn. Okay, that's not too bad, right? I mean, I'm saying for a subscription yeah, based yeah, business, that's that's, 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 that's very healthy. It definitely can get better. Right. How, yeah. how many how many members do you have in the yeah. in the membership site? Ah, oh, yeah, we have uh, six hundred and fifty. Wow, that's that's pretty good. And what are you, what are you charging for a monthly for the to be a member? Oh, anywhere between fifty to seventy a month, and I anticipate that we'll have two thousand by the end of the year. Wow, uh, and we'll probably be charging around a hundred a month. So we, we just launched this product at the start of this year, so it's quite new. That's incredible, and you're and you're heading towards two thousand members. That's that's really really good. Do do you recommend our listeners to adopt the subscription based model? Adopt it, yeah, hundred percent. I think recurring revenue is is where it's at. I think if you want to build a scalable asset that could, uh, you know one day potentially be sold as well um you know especially from a valuation standpoint recurring based businesses have a lot higher value 
and you can get a much higher multiple. But also, I think recurring is the way of the future, man. Like, you know, so many different businesses are starting to adopt this and people are prepared to pay. Like, you look at Netflix. You could go and download every single one of those things on Netflix, but people pay, you know, like the $2 yeah, right. or the $5 or $10 a month. And they've got, I think it's like like tens of millions or maybe hundreds of millions of subscribers or something insane. So, yeah, no, I believe that um, subscription-based business models is where it's at, and we will double down on those for sure. Right, right. and look at Amazon as well. I mean, Amazon, um, you have Amazon Prime, which is, again, now a subscription-based model that Amazon is, uh, has introduced, which I, which is hugely successful. Um, by the way, were you, but were you ever doubtful, just going back to when you, when you sort of originally had the idea to do this, this online uh, magazine, um, were you doubtful about whether you would be successful in such a competitive space? Of course. Of course, man. Like, um, you know, it's it, you just it's just so tough because you you just have so many people around you that you know, you look at all these other podcasters or you look at all these other successful big media companies in the entrepreneurship space and and all you can do is just keep showing up every single day and all you can do is just you know try and do your very very best and really understand your audience and just speak to to people that consume your content and find out how you can help them and and what what actually happens um is is as time goes on and you actually care and you do really really great work and you go above and beyond what's considered the status quo you you can start to build and um yeah you know now um I'm feeling much more confident than I ever have before with with uh, the future of our business and um, you know carving out this niche that we're we're carving out. Right. No, it's amazing, and you have a great name. You know, founder. Uh, it's a great name for a magazine, although you spell it. Um, Was it F O U N D R without the E? Right. Yeah. 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 Well, thanks, man. Um, <laughs> sure. We do our best. <laughs> Well, one thing that I really wanted to ask you about, Nathan, especially because I'm a, I'm a podcaster and uh, to get people like, you know, Sir Richard Branson, Seth Godin, Tony Robbins, Tim Ferriss. I mean, they're not easy people to get on, a, on, on a, you know, to get on a podcast show. Um, and ha- how long have you been around for your magazine? Uh, we've been around for three and a half years. So we started in March 2013. Okay, and and how long ago did you man to, manage to get Richard Branson on? So just to be really, really clear, we never featured um, Richard Branson on the podcast, just in the magazine, and that was from yeah. the email interview with him. But uh-huh. all the other people, um, yeah, all those other people were on the podcast, yeah. Right, but I mean, how did you, basically, how did you get these are some of the most influential people in the business world. How did you attract them? How did you manage to get them featured either in your magazine or on the podcast? So one thing that we've done is, is I think uh, we've, we've, we've got a strong selling point Um, with, with the magazine. It, it, it has a lot of weight when you, you want to feature, uh, you know, 
Sir Richard Branson or a Seth Godin on the front cover of your magazine, and it also has a lot of weight if if you featured one of those people, so you can use that as social proof. Mm-hmm. And then also, you know, as our audience has developed and we have quite a quite a, a decent sized audience now, um, then it becomes easier. And then also, um, another thing that we do is we look for people that are looking for press. So, for example, um, you know, if Gary V's launching a book or Tim Ferriss is launching something, we, we know about it and we have relationships now with all the PR companies and all the key people that, that can make that happen. But, you know, there are still times that we don't get the interviews that we're looking for. Um, it's, it's a lot of persistency and hustle as well, and it's just something that's developed over time. So our first big break was when we interviewed uh, Sir Richard Branson for issue number eight, and... Um, then from there, we interviewed Ariana Huffington. And then from there, um, we interviewed, I think it was Tim Ferriss, Seth Godin, and just kind of was a flow-on effect. Right. But, you know, all of those happened at, at, at a certain point in time, like when Tony Robbins was launching a book. Um, you know, we, we got him on because he was looking for press for his latest book when Tim Ferriss was launching a, a TV show. Um, and then you just mm-hmm. kind of work that, that uh, relationship from there. But, um, yeah, we actually wrote an in-depth blog post revealing our exact process of how we get interviews with hard-to-reach people. If you go to foundermag, F-O-U-N-D-R-M-A-G.com forward slash get interviews, uh, we go in depth in that blog post too, if that helps. Well, yeah, I'll be definitely checking that out and I'll, I'll put that into the show notes as well for our listeners. Um, but. To, I mean, one of the things I, I, I kind of gathered from, from what you were saying was that once you got, uh, once you attract one big um, celebrity, I guess all the others kind of come along because now you could say, well, look, I got Richard Branson to come. So, you know, it's it's much easier for, for, for you to attract other things. And I think that also applies in businesses. Once you can attract one major client, so then you can showcase that major client and then it's much easier to break into um, other big big clients but i guess the question is is how did you manage to get the first one you know so richard branson for you was the first one how did you get how did you get an interview with him i know you said it's an email interview but even that i mean how did you get that yeah so one thing i did was uh i played on the fact that sir richard branson's first uh, business venture was a magazine i also um, I think we had in our favor that Sir Richard Branson loves to support initiatives to for young entrepreneurs and aspiring entrepreneurs and novice age entrepreneurs, which is what is our, our brand's ethos is all about. And then another thing I did was, um, you know, we have a magazine, which is a um, very, very powerful way. Uh, people take magazines very seriously. Mm. Um, and then uh, the last thing I did is I made a lot of phone calls. Funnily enough, I actually, um, I have to go back and, and follow up with Sir Richard Branson's team because we're working on a physical book and I need to get um, hit the Virgin team's permission to reprint or to repur- repurpose the images that they sent us into this mm-hmm. physical physical coffee table, beautifully designed book. So I've just got an email in like back from his team that I need to get approval from. And the way that I got in touch with his team was just from a lot of phone calls, dude. I think that's one of the best ways to stand out. If you want to get, you know, big time interviews, you want to actually get in like a catch up with someone or get someone to take you seriously. Um, people get too many emails these days. So a great way to do it is just phone people up. 
Hmm. Very, very cool. And out of all the people you featured, who would you say was the most inspiring and, and why? Hmm. We've done a lot of features, man. I know. Um, oh, look, I'm... I'm... Uh, I'm a big fan of Seth Godin. Um, I'm a, I'm, I'm a, I, I like marketing. You know, I'm pretty big on marketing. So, uh, for, yeah, to, to, to interview Seth was, was um, yeah, a, a lot of fun and extremely inspiring for me just because he's one of my heroes. So, yeah, I would say, yes, yeah, Seth, Seth, he's really cool. Hmm. Okay. What, what, what would you say about Seth did you gain the most from him? What, what, give me a few things that I guess you, you took from the interview that you had with him? Yeah, I think um, one key thing was around why, why um, school was created. He talks about how, uh, the, the industrial revolution that occurred and uh, why uh, school was created to create factory workers. I thought that was fascinating how he talked to me about that. Another thing that I found fascinating was how he said how, you know, the internet has changed the game, that if you want to write, you can write. If you want to, you know, have a voice, you start a podcast. If you want to speak, you know, you have a podcast. Mm-hmm. If you want to have a video show, you start a YouTube channel. And then another thing that I felt really interesting is um, when I asked him, you know, what would be the, you know, final words of wisdom uh, that you would share with our audience, he said, um, he said, if you have an idea, I don't really care. Um, he just cares about if if you actually execute on it, and if 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 you can find people willing to pay for that idea. Mm, mm, very very true. I, I mean, you've built a, a very successful brand. What would you say are the biggest lessons you've learned from building the brand? Oh, well, thanks, Daniel. Um, it's very kind of you, man. Uh, I think we're just scratching the surface on getting warmed up, but I think you know. For me, when it comes to branding, and this is not something that I knew, um, it's just something that I worked out along the way. There's there's like a few certain key elements that that I will that I that I always try to incorporate, whether it's within the founder brand or any of our you know products or anything underneath the brand or anything we have going on. I always try and use these core elements, and those elements are one. Um, I'm constantly consistently focused on how to build trust and you know what i believe builds great trust and a great brand is having great ambassadors for your product or service so if you come to a website you know you will see you know sir richard branson ariana huffington seth Godin, tim ferris you know all these um, almost ambassadors for the brand and we have a ton of testimonials from some of the you know the greatest entrepreneurs of our time and then and the next thing is having great design. You know, if great design is is almost has to be, it's a commodity now. You know, it's it's expected. Um, I think, I think with design, you know, people aren't going to trust your brand unless your stuff looks good. So for us, we actually go above and beyond, and I spend a significant amount of money to find the best designers on the planet to either it's to design our magazine or our website or any of our collateral. Um, we pay a lot of attention to detail when it comes to design. And then I guess the last piece of that puzzle with building a great brand is comes back to the content, Daniel. You know, we are a media company and uh, we are in the business of content. So this is a content play. 
our stuff has to be extremely good and it has to be so good that we could charge for it. You know, that um, blog post that I, you know, pointed you to, if you go and check that out, that's like a 5,000-word blog post that, you know, someone in our team, Jonathan, uh, our content person, uh, you know, spent a couple of weeks writing and reveals absolutely everything. So, you know, that's that's the kind of links we go to to produce the best possible content out mm. there. And I think, you know, if you're constantly providing value and you're constantly uh, giving away your best stuff for free, which is a concept by Evan Pagan called moving the free line, I think that's a great uh, ethos and premise on, on how to build a great brand as well. Amazing. Nathan, what's the best way for my listeners to get in touch with you? Uh, if you want to find out more, you can go to foundermag, F-O-U-N-D-R-M-A-G.com. Amazing. Nathan, thank you so much for letting me pick your brain. Thank you to all my fellow listeners. I'm looking forward to the day when I'll be picking your brain. You've been listening to the Can I Pick Your Brain podcast. Inspiration without perspiration is like a tiger without teeth. So to put these ideas into action, head over to danielgeffen.com.